Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, the day has finally arrived. We are on the eve of UFC 280 from Etihad. Etihad Stadium in Abu Dhabi, Charles Dubronx Oliveira versus Islam Mahachev for the vacant 155 title. We have been waiting for this day for months now. This loaded card, which has lost a few, but for the most part remains intact with a Sean Brady Bilal Muhammad on the prelims. That's how insane this card is. I have not been this excited for a card in some time. Probably since or, uh, at least at least half the year. I don't even remember the last time I was really fired up for a card like this. Maybe, maybe during the summer. I I like. I, there's so many of them that you kind of forget. But this one, this one just. I'm on another level, man. It's a daytime card. It's a different vibe. There's titles changing hands. There's incredible matchups. Ty, how are you feeling today? I am very excited. Like you said, we are on the eve. Uh, we were supposed to have Marina and Amanda Lemos. And we all we're also supposed to have our boy uh, Jalton Almeida on this card. So we did lose a little bit. We lost uh, Mustaev earlier this week. Uh, it turns out there's a guy that was supposed to be on this card who's has another has is signed with like another organization. So it's <laughs> I don't know what's going on there with Mister uh, Nishikawa. But that fight and the one you said about Tukagov canceled last minute. Kind of twelve is a good number. I think we're good. Go, go with that. I hope it's hope it starts at like ten thirty, eleven instead of ten. Uh, the I was just about to say the start time for tomorrow's card has been pushed back to ten thirty Eastern, seven thirty Pacific. You know, you guys can figure out the rest of your times out there. Uh, I know there's a lot of people over that live at, uh, listen in Singapore. Shout out to all of our fans in Singapore. But Ooh. I mean, I don't, overall, man, this is uh, this is probably. I mean, right? This is probably the best card of the year. From top yeah, to man. bottom. I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's other have, cards that have bigger fights, but this one, I mean, when you have a prelims that that have some of the fights that are on there and some of the names that are on there, you can't help but just feel so fucking like fired up, man. You're gonna be sitting there at 12:30 getting ready for a Sean Brady Bilal Muhammad fight that is like a highly consequential fight for the 170 division and possible title shot later on in the year, you know, or later on next year, or they're right there, one two fights away. Like so, it's. This is huge, man. Main card at two, it says, roughly. Main card so at I two, guess, uh, yeah. That's... You'll have the main event around 4... 4.30-ish, four maybe 4 yeah. or 4.30-ish. It depends on how uh, how everything goes because, you know... How the... quickly uh, Piotr Jan goes to sleep, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, little Pete might might go to sleep pretty early, but we'll see. We'll, I guess we will, we'll see. So, you want to get into it? Let's just get into it. How about it? Charles Bye, Oliveira, Islam... Makachev or Mahachev, as uh, Mr. John Anik, whose pits were sweating at an uncontrollable rate at the uh, press conference the other day. I don't know if you were able to catch that. That was unbelievable. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that. <laughs> but if we, we are here, we have picks and we have, you know, we have things of that nature. We have Charles Oliveira is a plus 160. The champion has a name, all right? And his name is Charles Oliveira. But he's a plus one sixty underdog on DraftKings, Caesars, 
uh, as high as 185 on one website, but we that seems like a little bit of an outlier. Uh, minus 180-190 for Islam. I will let you kick it off, as I think everyone knows where I stand on this, so I would like to hear your thoughts first. Uh, I'll just get it out of the way. I, I am going to pick Oliveira. Uh, I, I just I can't. I, I don't believe Islam definitely could win this fight. There's a reason he's the favorite, but I refuse to pick him, and I refuse to believe it until I actually see it. Beating Bobby Green doesn't prove to me that you are championship level or championship worthy, and that does not mean you're not. It just I I need to see it first. So I'm going Oliveira. Yeah, uh, I think. We'll see how how this plays a factor, but Oliver did just recently get eye surgery that he's needed his whole life. Okay. Um, somebody else is on this card has gotten a surgery or has gotten a, a procedure that they've needed for a while. We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> Can only yeah, I'm gonna. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not that bad. It's 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 uh it's on the face as well. Okay. Um, so. I don't know. I, I guess I could see Islam being able to take him down and control him and, and do what he does to to most guys. I really, I just, I just hope, I hope to God we don't see that. I think Charles is too much, too too dangerous to to let that happen. You know, I think Charles is going to have more opportunities than people think to hurt him on the feet, to hurt him, or get uh, maybe a submission attempt on his back or in, in some kind of scramble. Like Charles just has like this kind of magnetic attraction to to you as soon as you guys like get you know you turn your turn around for a little bit or you guys hit the ground he just is right on you he does not fucking let you get any space and i you know islam's great but i you know i think he's just kind of one-dimensional as good as he is defensively you know he only absorbs i think less than a strike per minute which is insane but you know with his style and, and how he fights it's it's you know i'm not gonna say easy but it makes sense i mean sarukin landed an all-time low amount of strikes. It was his UFC debut, but still, Islam was just able to, to, to suffocate him, really. Um, maybe maybe he gets Oliveira out, Oliveira out of there late, but I, I don't think Oliveira goes out. I don't think he gets finished all. Maybe he gets caught in a choke or something because uh, you know that can happen with how dangerous he is. So I'm not sure. I just think he has the finishing upside. I think he's going to come out firing. He's going to start it out hot. He's, he's talking about you know he's going to kill him. I think he's this is this is Pete, this is the best Charles Charles Oliveira we're going to see. Maybe not this exact fight, but this this stage of his career, this this point, I think he's going to go out and get that belt back because uh, we know it you know should be his still. Um, I will say though, Islam does have the, the the grappling pedigree to enter Oliveira's guard, which nobody does. Nobody, everybody's scared to do that. You know, no, everybody's been terrified to even come close to to entering his guard. The only person who you know said fuck it was Kevin Lee. Uh, and he had some success, but that was a couple of years ago, and he hadn't, he ended up going to sleep right after, or not going to sleep, but tapping out. So I'm going to go Oliveira uh, inside the distance, plus 150. I got plus um, 200 on uh, DraftKings. Or I'm sorry. Which is, uh, I don't know if that's, uh, well, I should actually. Uh, plus 150 money line is what I have. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are you going money line? Inside the distance was Plus plus one fifty five. So I was like, ah, whatever. If he wins a decision somehow, whatever. I just, I, I figured I just take his money line. So I like it. Uh, let me see. Make sure I want to go sub, honestly, but I can see him just knocking the fuck out. Seems like know? money is coming in on. Uh, I'm seeing plus one thirty six and one forty three, one forty on uh, Oliveira 
just money line now. Uh, let's see if this inside the distance has been updated. Here's my bet right 200. here. Okay, Oliveira. I'm going to keep it at 200 for, for uh, if you wanted that, uh, the inside the distance at 200. I'm seeing right, 160, 163 on some other websites and 185. So it seems like uh, they have of Bovada, which sucks. So. Yeah, like I'm gonna look on my FanDuel app real quick because it does. They it looks like the my usual the best fight odds. They don't have uh, the updated. Wow, best fight odds fight odds my ass. Yeah, let, yeah, exactly. How about you letting us down for the first time? It's very, <laughs> very, very upsetting. But Oliver knocked down in round one and win in round two plus twenty five hundred. What do you think? Man, he knocks him down. I think he's putting him to sleep immediately. Charles Oliveira to land a knockdown in round one and win by submission via Anaconda Choke in round two, plus 6,600. What do you think? Charles Oliveira <laughs> to win in rounds one, two, or three is plus 330, boosted on uh, FanDuel. Ooh. See, I wish I fucking had FanDuel or DraftKings. They do good things if Avada doesn't, like, you know, not steal your money. Yeah, exactly. So, let's see. Uh, method of victory. No, we want the double chance. Inside the distance is plus 160 on here. So, yeah, I mean, All right. looks like DraftKings is kind of wiling out with the plus 200. So, I guess we could go okay. plus 160. All right. Lock it in. Are you going uh, money line? I guess we should just go money line then, right? Dude, there is, there is an absurd amount of, <laughs> there is an absurd amount of prop bets for this card. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Fight, I, meant, I think if this is like, I think the time if we ever want like a specific, specific submission or finish, <laughs> Darts Choke. Guillotine, anything. Plus, how, do think, how do you think Oliveira gets it done? What would you say is your odds on? Would your be odds on favorite to get it done? Specific method, method wise. Um, I think Islam takes him down and gets either swept or caught in something crazy and begins to panic and either gets some sort of like a darsh choke or something wild like that that we just we're we're gonna be mind blown by. All right. I think he hurts him though. I think he hurts him on the feet. It's a panic wrestle, and he gets like sloppily caught in something. Left hook. Do you think? Do you think so? He's been dropped in his last three fights. Do you think he gets? And he was dropped first, I think, before he dropped the other guys. Do you think that happens this fight? Do you think Islam drops him? Because it could happen, but it definitely could happen. That's what I was thinking though. Like this is like kind of the best matchup of these recent fights, right? If you, if you look at some of the guys, I mean, although this guy's an insane grappler, but that kind of plays into what Charles Oliveira does well, too. I mean, yeah. and you're fighting Gaethje, Poirier, and Chandler. They all throw bombs, and they put they all put him down, but he was able to fight through it. I don't know if Islam – Islam's probably ranking fourth on that, those three names. I mean, like you power said. Power or hands or anything like that. Like you said, going from Bobby Green to Charles Oliveira is a fucking huge leap. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's not even – it's not even close. Not even close. So, you Dan know, Hooker, I think if like one of them, come on, Dan Hooker had like one foot out. So, I'm gonna lock it in. Charles Oliveira inside the distance. I would not be surprised if we get like a, a Habib like performance from Islam. You know, I just wouldn't be surprised because I think he he can potentially have a Habib like career path. But hey, man, you know that's it's <laughs> you're facing Charles. The most dangerous fighter, I think, one of the most dangerous offensive fighters. In UFC history, I'd say top five. All right, so you I'm going to be honest. I'm locking in plus two hundred. I, I and I will download uh, the DraftKings. I mean, yeah, you have DraftKings. Like, I mean, oh, you don't, no, like I don't, don't have, have it account. right now. But that that's so DraftKinger. That is so juicy that I gonna I might have to. I can't I can't sit on the sidelines yeah. for that. And I will give you plus two hundred as well for the Throw sake of our keeping track. 
Because as my friend Mr. Pockets always tells me, that you have to shop these lines uh, as well as you can. You can't just stick to one book or one thing like this. You have to have a bunch of different accounts and find the place that has the best price. Because you wouldn't just, if you're going to go buy a couch, you wouldn't just go and buy the first couch that you see in the store that you always go to. You'll go to a couple other stores and see if you can get the couch for cheaper. So that's what so we're going to try and do here. Yeah, right? we're, we're selling couches is what we're doing. We're doing couches. Mr. We're doing couch. MMA picks. Mr. Couch, Mr. Mr. Pockets. You know, we have a bunch <laughs> of different guys that we talk Mr. to. Mr. Gage. So, that I listen, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, aside from our picks and everything, uh, there isn't a fight that I probably have been this excited about in quite some time. When they made this fight, I was through the roof because it's like the absolute perfect matchup of just pure mixed martial arts. Fuck, you know, any uh, pay-per-view talk or, you, you know, have building this guy or what is this going to do, none, the numbers, none of that. I, I, this is strictly in the cage, skill for skill, I, the, and per, like they're mat, they, they're the same height, they pretty much have similar reaches, like it's just like, you know, similar kind of grappling, uh, like, f- like fearful grappling, it's just... I don't know, man. I have not. I, I really like. I I hope you guys can tell how excited I am to watch this fight happen. It's um. It's unbelievable that they're doing this. Two bucks. And we get to find like that. And we all the questions get answered tomorrow. Is Islam for real? You know, is he the next uh, Habib? Is he? It, it, can he just neutralize Oliveira's grappling game? Can he make him look like the one forty five Oliveira, the old the old Oliveira? Can he do that? Can Oliveira make this guy look like a bum? Can he knock him down? Can he weather the storm like he has in all of these other fights? I'll tell you what, he looked he looked like he came in weight, like good to go. He was ready. he had made weight like eight hours beforehand. He looks like he's in, in incredible shape. And I think both these guys look like they're in incredible shape. I did hear a rumor that they were telling Volkanovsky to be ready because somebody in the main event was not doing well with their weight. And I don't think that that's Oliveira, but nope. it, it could be. But I think it's probably Islam because, I, I mean, Oliveira and the, maybe it, the, it was a cover, but Oliveira and them were putting pictures up of how, you know, we made weight, we're good to go. Oliveira it's, made weight like the first was the first person to make weight and, from what I saw. Yeah, and I, I also saw – I mean, Islam made it pretty quickly. Uh, I'm not saying that anything like that, but I, I did see DC said something, which I, I don't know how many uh, – how much – this isn't weight, but I think they said Islam came in like five kilos over, or something like that. Because I saw all the uh, all the Englishmen talking about that, and I was like, "Listen, I'm not I'm not too worried about how much that is, but that sounds like a lot. You know, it sounds like a considerable amount of weight that you have to worry about cutting." So five kilos—that's how much you have of uh, the white stuff. I, I, dude, I would be a much richer man than I am currently <laughs> right now if I did. So, um. I am going to look that up, actually, to see how much that is to pounds. That's 11 pounds. So, I mean, that ain't no joke, dude, uh, cutting, cutting 11 pounds. I mean, it's nothing for these guys, but also when you're kind of down that low and you're sucking that much weight out of you, it, it can cause a problem. And, you know, I think Habib was saying how difficult it is to cut weight in Abu Dhabi. You know, it's not an easy place, apparently. I don't know what the reasoning for that be. Maybe it be the weather or whatnot, but it, it, the scene is set. All right, you guys have all the information that you need. It is all. It could have something to do with that. Uh, it, <laughs> it's a dangerous place, but don't smoke no weed there. All right, so yeah, Sean O'Malley's well, also, probably yeah. uh, his his he may be uh, struggling now. He's probably going through withdrawal with uh, not being able to uh, puff on his magic gas. So 
Let's move on to the co-main event, which is also a huge, huge uh, fight, which probably could stand alone as a pay-per-view, even though it probably wouldn't do well. But Aljamain Sterling, not one of our favorites, not a favorite of the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. He is a minus 175, 170 favorite against TJ Dillashaw, who is coming off of a year layoff, I am, uh, I believe, right? I, I mean, it's, it's been at least a year. Since it's that San- year, yeah, it's been since that Sanhagen fight where that was he last summer. tore his ACL. Yep, that was July of last year. Mm-hmm. And now he is fighting Aljamain Sterling, who's twenty-one and three. Aljamain's coming off of two wins against Peter Yan, one fraudulent, one somewhat legit. Even though we don't think he actually did win it, but you know, it is what it is. But listen, Aljamain Sterling's the champion. He is a minus 175 favorite, which is a little uh, wild to me if you ask me. But I think it opened up at minus uh, 220, uh, him being favorite. And it's now dropped to minus 175, 150 range. So it looks like the numbers are coming in on Dillashaw. What say you, Ty? I'm going to let you know right off the rip. I'm taking Dillashaw. Dillashaw, baby. War Killishaw. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's getting old. He's getting all these injuries are mounting up. I don't think, you know, I think obviously his best days are probably behind him. I don't know if either man has long uh, as champion, whoever wins this fight. So um, I think it would be cooler if TJ won. I know everybody hates him, but honestly, a lot of people hate Aljo. I, I don't like Aljo. Um, I mean, I kind of, I don't know. He did say like he talked to me once. I he did say he waved, he waved me once. I thought that was kind of cool. But yeah, he's he's just he's he's just fraudulent. I think he's just a big fraud. I don't think TJ's really a fraud. I think TJ's just very he's just know, very unlikable. Easy. Yeah, I mean every, every it seems like every time there's a fight, you know, as soon as, like it'll be like fight week, and they're like doing a press conference, and he just starts ripping whoever he's fighting. He's like, yeah, I just he's just a, he, he's just a, a dislikable person. I'm like TJ, that's what you are. Like you're you're easy yeah. to, to dislike. Like I don't know. He's just TJ's a weird guy. Like Connor's called 10 years ago however long ago that was he's a little um, snake in the grass i think alger's success is probably front loaded uh, i think he could be like early sub or bust which it, it could still happen like i w- i guess i could see him backpacking tj and getting a you know do what he usually does or maybe outpoint him and win rounds that way but i don't think anybody's ever done that to tj i think only dominic cruz is the only one who's ever taken him down um I think, you know, TJ gets him in deep waters, deeper, you know, third, fourth, fifth round, or he withstands the early pressure. I think after that, I think he I think he has him everywhere. I think he's, what, he's like one inch shorter. Uh, the height reach disadvantage is not that drastic. I think he's got the better striking. I think he's tougher. He's done it before. He's more willing to, to die in there. I, I, Dalja does not like getting punched. You know, he, no, we he, talked he about turns that, away right? from it. Like, that's just a huge red flag. You know, obviously nobody likes getting punched, but, like, TJ fights through torn ACLs. TJ fights through broken noses. TJ fights, you know, through fucking everything. You know, he's been through – he had a two-year – Getting uh, dropped in the middle, of, like, by Cody and fucking yeah. stumbling around and then still coming back. Could have been he had the EPO. that suspension after he fought Cejudo. And, you know, I think that Cejudo fight, you know, as a whole is just, like, a huge outlier. Like, you know, he's – he he went down to fight Henry, and it was like very un, unnecessary, uncalled for. I didn't even really want it to happen. It was just kind of cool, but you know he killed himself and literally took performance enhancing drugs just to make 
weight and got fucking smoked in a, in a weird fight where like he got knocked down a couple times, but they were like glancing blows. I don't know. But then he, you know, came up, came off that time off and, and beat Corey Sanhagen in a fight where I thought he won. I know a lot of people say Corey won. I, I just disagree. Yeah. Same. Um, it was a good fight, but I thought Corey just, uh, just, he had a, uh, injured guy in front of him and he lost, but, um, I'm going to go TJ Moneyline. I don't know if I, how he gets it done. I guess I could see him finishing him, to be honest. You know, I think there's obviously a lot of quit in Aljo, but I'm going to go plus 140 Moneyline. If we can get a better number, I'll take it. But I got plus 150 got. here for you. Boom. There so I agree with everything you just said. I'll just add that, um, well, even like you said, uh, Sterling does not like getting hit. We, we have discussed that on here before. I mean, that Jan fight, he got hit with like a, a body kick and he like had Jan realized what was going on. He was like like holding his side and like crouching down and shooting these panic takedowns. I think the wrestling acumen, are, and this is something, something I said to my brother last night we were talking about the fights. I think the skill gap in, I mean, I think Aljamain, if he's better as a grappler or wrestler or whatnot, him, it's not as great as D- D- TJ's is as a striker to him. You know what I mean? Like he is a much yeah. better striker than Aljamain will ever be. And I think the wrestling is close enough that this will lead towards TJ being able to keep this thing standing for large periods of time. And even if Aljamain is able to get him down, I don't think he'll be able to keep him down because I think TJ, when he is taken down or he is like tripped or put on his back, he does not, accept a position he he scrambles like a motherfucker man and he never quits on what's going on like we like you said man through thick and thin no matter what's going on he you know he you can one thing you can't say about tj dillashaw is that he's not tough he may be a cheater maybe all this other stuff but he does not quit and he is not a cheater or he he is a cheater he he is not not (laughs) tough he's definitely a cheater but uh yeah, I just think I think Dillashaw has what it takes, and I think he has the skill set to get it done against an Aljamain Sterling. Unless Aljamain comes out here and wows us again with some sort of adjustment or advancement in his game that we are not expecting, uh, I doubt that that happens. I think TJ is going to be able to keep. Maybe you said, you know, while they're dry, he could maybe get a takedown and sneak in a submission or something to get lucky in the beginning. But the longer this fight goes, I think it leads towards TJ Dillashaw, and I think TJ Dillashaw money line at plus money is a good. Good bet. Send it. So let's move on. This is my favorite fight of the night. This is huge. Pewter Jan. Also known as Peter Jan. Also known as Piotre. Piotre Jan. No mercy. Little Pete. Little Pete is what I've been calling him. (laughs) He's getting in there against the Sugar Show. Sean O'Malley. Now you have been anti-Sugar Show for some time now. Anti. I wouldn't say that now. Anti. I wouldn't say that now. Anti. I, I was pro Sugar Show for like the longest time. Lately, I've just been like, you know, his little boyfriend that he trains with. You do not of, like Tim. You do not like I Tim Welsh. Big, I don't know. Tim Welsh is just, you know, he's just a, the, the that guy's biggest a dick rider. Yeah, that guy's a dork. Any kind, of dick, any kind of dick riding meme that you see, because there's a lot of them, that's him. They were made for him. So, but, Jan is a minus 280 favorite. 286, 260, 275. I'm seeing it as low as 250. O'Malley is around a plus 225, 230 underdog 
Uh, I don't know. Listen, I'm going to let you lead this off. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to believe. I, I truth, Something tells me to, just to not bet this fight because it's just kind of uh, not really uh, something to make money off of because I, I, I think Jan... I don't know. I just I'd like to hear your thoughts first before I start laying in my dropping on in the craziness. Um, yeah, I got Piotr Jan here inside the distance, pretty big. Wow. Um, I just think he gets him out of there. I think he, I, I it would help if it was a five round fight. I think this could be a five round. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying you know? last night, man. Like I think if it was a five um, round fight, I'd be going on your side, but. I guess I, I I might not go big on it, but I'm going to put something on it for sure. It's plus two ten inside the distance. I got it at. Um, I can see him winning a decision because just because I think two fifty on DraftKings, like that. I need to get fucking DraftKings. Yeah, the dude, they're, they're doing, fucking man? letting these juicy you know, fucking lines here, dude. Florida's such a great state, but can't legalize sports betting. They legalized anything else in the world, but not sports betting. Unbelievable. Um, I could I could see him. I guess winning a, a two to one decision just because he drops around one a lot. You know, he's a slow starter. I think I think Sean O'Malley's a slow starter too, though you know he is. That's a thing. Um, uh, so that's that's what that you know that part of the the fight is just a big X factor. Who wins the first round? Yeah, you know, like if Sean yep. can't win the first round, what's he? I, I don't it's really over. know what what he. I don't really know what he has has for Peter on. You know, like when this fight got made, we I think a lot of people's first instinct was Dan is. You know, we wanted to step up for Sean, but not this, not this step <laughs> yeah. up. Like, this is the best 135 fighter in the world. You know, like I know he might not have the belt, but like <laughs> a disqualification loss and a and a kind of just a letdown uh, performance in the second fight, or the only is the only reason he's not champion. He did lose the second fight, I guess. Uh, I'd have to go back and rewatch it, but you know, he didn't put on the performance I I was imagining. But in the first fight, he took Aldo down seven times. He took o- Jose da- Aldo down once. Took uh, Uri Faber down twice. Yeah, took Jimmy Rivera down, John Dodson. He's taking every, Douglas Silva day on Drod. Um, I think he gets Sean O'Malley down. I think he's going to do. It. I, I, I think he's going to have a little bit of. Uh, he's going to struggle closing the distance a little bit in the beginning, maybe, because uh, Sean does have the reach advantage. But one thing I'll say, like when Sean gets backed up against the cage, he definitely, you know, he, he doesn't necessarily get out of, uh, get off the cage that that well. He, he his movement's great. But uh, I think, you know, with somebody like Piotr Jan, I think Piotr Jan is some of the best boxing in the UFC, especially at 135. And with that boxing, he's going to be able to cut off the cage. I think he's going to pretty much – it's going to take a little bit. I don't think he's going to blow him out of the water here, but I really wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he hurts him on the feet or he just takes him down and, and just um, dominates him. I think Sean has some quitting him late. Uh, we haven't really seen it much. You know, he's, he's had a very slow path. So, um, you know, when Chris Matino didn't die in the first – 14 minutes we were all like oh my god you know we were so surprised um i think peter on gets it done here third round i think that's very much a possibility i wonder i think like i like you kind of mentioned and uh, this was my big uh for theory for why i won't bet this fight is because you know i don't bet uh distance uh bets like decision unless i absolutely believe a guy is just not a finisher peter Jan is a finisher but I don't trust him to be able to get him out of there in 15 minutes because I think initially uh, Sean's going to not really engage with him the way he's going to need him to. And I think Jan is going to have a little bit of trouble with the distance initially. And, and I think, like you kind of mentioned, I could see Peter Jan becoming a wrestler tomorrow. And not a complete wrestler, but mixing it up with a takedown and, and 
because Jan's grappling is nice. He uh, he he is like you mentioned all those takedowns he has, the trips that he's able to pull off. I mean, he was embarrassing Sterling in that first fight. He got Aldo down. Yeah, yeah, like with with ease too. And, and he landed almost two hundred strikes on him. Like that's Aldo. Yeah. And that was like a couple of years ago. You know, like what what is Sean O'Malley? What 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 has he given us besides? He does have good boxing, and he he hits hard. And he's quick, but. Is he going to hurt? Like, Piotrón doesn't really get hurt. And Piotrón does get hit. He, he, you know, he gets hit a lot. He took, uh, I think, 170 strikes from Sanhagen. But I see uh, Sean O'Malley as kind of a similar fighter to Corey Sanhagen, you know? Yeah, just with a little bit more sharper uh, striking. But that doesn't necessarily translate to power, right. like you said. Yeah, But I, also, he hasn't, been, he hasn't been tested. He hasn't been, his chin hasn't been hit as much. You know, I don't think Sanhagen loves being hit, but we haven't seen yeah, uh, Sean in any kind of double trouble. The only time it was was against uh, Cheeto Vera. Remember what happened? Yeah, exactly. He, he that one elbow, man. It looked like he was out. Yeah, I know his, his you know his knee was fucked or his, uh, his knee was fucked, but uh, or his foot. His drop foot, yeah, like kind of that nerve shit. But yeah, no, but I mean still, either know? way. So give me Peter inside the distance plus two fifty. So like they have over the over under uh, one and a half is minus four hundred. Over two and a Sheesh. half is minus two twenty. So it's like God damn. they really think this fight's going to go the distance. Decision. It probably will. You know that. That's uh, the thing where I'm at because I just think, although Jan is a, is a pro, like that's why I won't really like bet the bet the thing that I want to bet because you know my system bet here would be Jan inside the distance since he's a big favorite. But I'm gonna, not going to lie to you, people. I am biased here, and I can't go against what I'm going to root for. So with that said, I am betting. Sean O'Malley minus two twenty or plus two twenty five money line, dude. Wow! Lock it the fuck in. Sugar Show is gonna upset. He's gonna shock the world tomorrow, and then he's gonna go and beat T.J. Dillashaw for the one thirty five title, and wow. that's it. And then I'll never see him again. Tim Welch will be blowing the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Welch will be making his debut against Mike Jackson in a couple years. Yeah, yeah. Let's never see that, dude. Uh, <laughs> I hope I'd never see Tim Jackson or Tim Jackson. <laughs> Yo, a hybrid. That would be the worst Yo, fighter ever. Where's Tim Jackson at? Yeah, get, get me Tim Jackson. So O'Malley like money line. Do with big ears. Who knows Sean Shelby? Oh my god, or Mick Maynard. Light skin dude with red hair. Like it would be a wild. gay photographer. Jesus. All right. Enough's enough. But I, I that. Whether no matter what we we both are on other sides of that, but we think like that's fight that fight's kind of fascinating. Like I think Jan's is gonna win, but I think he could it could be a little bit intriguing come the third round. Like like you said, maybe Jan starts slow and O'Malley doesn't. He finally capitalizes on that first round. Jan figures it out in the second round. Then it comes down to who the fuck's gonna win this third round, you know? And it's probably gonna be Jan. It probably will be Jan, but I'll be fucking. I'll be pounding the table. Come on, throw the fucking right hand. What if he takes him down and gets uh, and Jan gets triangled? Triangled. Sleepy mode. And he goes sleepy Sean knows mode. how to do that. Uh, I Sean think I think that? his jujitsu is is kind of good, but he just besides refuses to the use dummy it. in his backyard and Tim Welch and his and his pregnant girlfriend. Who is he hit a submission on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. His girlfriend's not pregnant anymore, is she? I mean, she was. She's sorry. always pregnant, apparently, but. Uh, yeah, he also let's lets see. Her bang other guys. Yeah, so, that, you know? that's wild. There's a wild. That's wild <laughs> shit going on. But uh, I mean, you can. How could you forget his uh, rear naked choke victory over Omar Avilar, who was eight and ten at intense championship fighting twenty. 
Is that Luis Avilar's brother? He actually did triangle him? Brandon Caldwell in the amateur scene. Oh, Jesus Christ. Chris Caldwell? I know him. No, shout, shout out. But, shout uh, out Caldy. Yeah, <laughs> shout out. But that no, not him. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, O'Malley <laughs> got it done that night. But <laughs> We got to go back and watch that fight. Yeah, we'll have to see Somebody, if they even have videotapes of that one. Uh, probably never. You probably made it up. Probably on a – yeah, someone was f- uh, filming it on a T-Mobile sidekick. How about uh, how about we just go to the next one since we're just gonna keep sitting here and uh, yeah all the way. By the way, did you see uh, Peter Yan say that O'Malley looked like a whore on the side of the road? Yeah, and then dude, <laughs> that was incredible. And then Sean's like, "Yeah, that was good." That, that was it, good. Yeah, I like that he was just like, "Yeah, no, that was good." Like, <laughs> I'm not even gonna. Oh my god, Peter Yan, man, he knows how to insult people. Peter Yan, when he was when when he was has both of his hands up on the uh, MMA hour, looking at uh. Ariel Hawani, who's just like, Aljo, he want these hands. Like, he was like, he sounded like a cold-blooded murderer because he doesn't speak English, but he only knew, like, the sentence that they told him to say. Yeah, like, I will kill you. Yeah, I will murder you. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, dude. That's the only English you know, dude. Uh, Benil Daryush. So, Benil has been making a stink, causing some problems, saying that he is worthy of the backup fighter and he should get the next title shot. And it looks like they are not going in that direction. This guy, like, broke his leg before he was supposed to fight Makachev, uh, what, earlier this year, I think? Or last year? The uh, It was at some point, yeah. February 26th they were scheduled to fight. They were supposed to fight Oliveira, too. When? Really? Back in, like, 20, uh, 20, 2020. 2020, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Okay. And now here we are, man. Daryush getting in there against Matus Gamrat, so he kind of gets fucked. Because this is not an easy matchup for him whatsoever. Gamrot, with one of his... I mean, it has to be his signature performance against uh, Armin Sarukian, which was a hell of a fight. I was amazed at his uh, grappling that night. Weren't you? I mean, I think we talked about that on here, how we the thought Sarukian... scrambling, um, all of it. Everything. And his striking disgusting. has always been, like, nice, but we... I just, Cardio. Everything. I, I was amazed, and, and he just beat up Sarukian <laughs> that night. Uh, Darius yeah. is... Go, go ahead. Uh, the fact that he got Sarukian down six times. He also got Garam Kudataladze Kuda, Kuda down five times. I know he lost that close fight. I think he might have got the shit end of the stick on that decision. Kind of like he might have gotten the benefit of the uh, – the bene- he might have been the be- beneficiary. Ooh, that was tough. Nice. Of a, of a rough decision against Sarukian. I know a lot of people had Sarukian. I, I went back and rewatched a little bit of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Um. You know, he looked great, though. I, I can't say he lost. You know, there was a robbery in that, but I thought it was so close. But again, I, I guess I have to go back and watch the full thing. But either way, um, I think he just—I think he gets it done here. I, I don't know. What do you think? I'll let you start it. I Let's think Gamrot. Gamrot's a. Uh, he would be on a parlay if I was uh, putting one together. Minus two hundred yeah. is a. Uh, Which you will. A little bit too big of a number. Minus one ninety on DraftKings. I literally might have to just download DraftKings for this uh, for this card. <laughs> Hopefully, I I, I'm really surprised you don't have like an account with that. I guess FanDuel. I usually because your... I don't bet that much other than this. Like I usually just bet you know a couple football games and a couple of uh, UFC fights. Cause... Celtics money line anytime they play the Sixers. Yeah, yeah, Bucks money line anytime anyone's playing the Sixers. I bet that Raptor, you know, all that. But yeah, uh, this one I'm gonna take Gamrod inside the distance. Plus two twenty five. I, like I don't know I if like this it. is a uh, what is this? Bet three six five. I don't trust I got, any of these. I got a plus two fifty. Yeah. All right. Enough. What's that on? Bovada. Bovada. Yeah. All right. We'll get yeah because the other ones here are two fifty, 
240. Uh, yeah, I'll give us 250. I'm going to go Gamrot inside the distance. Uh, I just think Darius with the time off, uh, he, he his kind of leaning on the grappling, and he's not going to really be able to kind of dominate on the ground the way he is uh, accustomed to, uh, you know, against a guy like Gamron. Gamron's more of an athlete, more explosive, the younger guy, I believe, right? I'm not crazy in saying that. Let me just make sure no. that's not wrong. I know Darius is only uh, 33. Not, uh, but... Well, not, yeah, actually, it's not that much of a difference. Darius with the gray only... hair looks like he's 100 years old, though, but. <laughs> yeah. So the last time he was in there was against Ferguson in May of last year. So that, you know, I think that might play a factor, a little bit of ring rust. I think Gamrot's going to come after him pretty early. Give me Gamrot inside the distance, plus 250. I like it. I think Gamrot will be able to get him down, finish, punish him down on the ground, maybe get a submission. I think he might just hurt him standing up. I, you know, Darius, remember, he got absolutely he – was, he was pretty much dead against Jakar Close uh, yeah. before that Hail Mary. I think he's, he's hittable. I, he's just a bad matchup for Gamrot. You know, like, I, I think he – I like his kicks. I like his combinations. I like his volume. I like how he, you know, I like a lot of things in his game, but I just think, you know, he's going to run into a lot of straight punches from Gamrot down the down the center pipe. I think he's going to run in some kicks. I think he's going to run in some takedowns. Uh, that's high, that low single leg, he gets pretty much every time, literally everything. He shot for 21 takedowns against Arupian. That's crazy. Yeah. The fact that you can even attempt that many, in, even if you don't get any, the fact that you can attempt them on him, it's just, you know. In a 25-minute fight. <laughs> that dude is a fucking goddamn firecracker. Um, so yeah, give me uh, give me Gamera inside the distance. I'm, I'm I'm with you. I like it. So we'll go to plus two fifty for you as well. So we got Caitlin Chukagian and Mannion Faroe getting in there. I want to give us the odds first before we discuss this at length. Manny Ferro minus 230, 225, 210 on the board here. Uh, we got Chukagian, who's the number one contender, I believe, is plus 180, 190, 175. She's not um, a stranger to being the underdog in a lot of these fights. It seems like a lot of these situations she shows up, she is the underdog. Uh, not against Hebos last time. Not against Jennifer Maya. Not against Arujo. But uh, Cynthia Calvillo, she was a plus two, 200 underdog. Uh, Andrade, she was an underdog, which she lost that fight. But you know, like, and against uh, Joanne, don't call me Calderwood, was uh, she was also an underdog in that fight. So, what I would like to hear your thoughts first on this fight. I know we we on this podcast have been big big Manion Ferro fans, but what do you think about this line? Well, uh, it, it, it seems like I, maybe it's a little wide. I think Ferro's good. I don't I don't think she's you know perfect. Um, she does just land a lot of strikes. She doesn't really get hit much. Um, I think she she gets a couple takedowns too. She she has just a well rounded game. She got Tabitha Ricci down. I know she's a lot bigger, but Tabitha Ricci's I think a very accomplished wrestler. Um, she got Myra Buena Silva down twice easily. Uh, same with Jennifer Maya. So you know she is she is she is like what three maybe two inches shorter four inch reach disadvantage. I think Chu has like a you know. I don't know about a path to victory. I guess she could get it done. I think she she's really going to have to try to wrestle um, and try to get Furo down or just grapple and just stay away from striking because I think she loses even if she k- keeps it like a kickboxing range with her kicks and whatnot and her loud grunts. I don't think that's going to be enough. You know, it's just not enough to deter someone as ferocious and dangerous and uh, aggressive as Manon Furo. 
Um, maybe if she was stronger, like if Chuk had some more power, sure, but uh, she has none at all. So, um, I mean, maybe, maybe she can win a round or two, you know, if Firo gets tired in the third. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. No, me either. Uh, I think, you know, Chuk has a fuck ton of experience. She's been in there with Valentina. She's been in with her Antonina. She's been there with Andrade, Viviana, uh, Jennifer Maya, Hebos. I don't know, I, you know, I think Hebos might have won that fight, um, but. It's neither, neither here nor there. I'm going to go Firo. I, I don't have a bet on this just because I don't really like the line. Me uh, either. I, I could see – the one thing I could see Firo uh, – it's happened a couple times to Chuk where she's got kicked in the body. I think it happened um, – I don't know who it was. Andrade. Was it Andrade? I think Andrade kicked her in the in the stomach and uh, – And then up. she just like didn't like that at all. No. So I, you know, Firo hits hard. You know, Firo has – It was a hook. A little a hook to the body, yeah. She's a little her. reminiscent – of Andrade, like not not very not 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 a great comparison, but like uh, stylistically, matchup wise, I think she might be able to to get Chuk out of there. Honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it just because I really think she's gonna it's gonna be like at range. I think you know Fiora's gonna get inside, maybe maybe clinch her up a little bit. Maybe there's maybe one of them grapples. Uh, so I think it's gonna be uh, go the distance. Give me uh, Fiora. Fiora. Are you gonna put it on the card? No, but I might yeah. parlay it. Okay, I, I I I like that too. I am not personally gonna do anything like that. Uh, I am not gonna put it on the card, but I really, really want to take Chukagian. I'm not. Wow. I can't lie to you. I, I I truly do. So that's just that's just where I'm at, Ty. So let's keep it moving. That is the main card, right? That is the end of the main card. Yeah. We now move into the prelim section of what is going on here. Sean Brady. Philadelphia zone. Hold on, wait a minute. Our resident Eagles fan. And I'll be honest, uh, you know, got Bala Muhammad got the group chat a little fired up this week. Oh yeah. He, uh, yeah, he, did. Uh, he you know, when you start bringing cheesesteaks and the <laughs> Eagles is where he crossed the line. That's I mean, know, come on. Listen, we're six and oh, you, you know, I love uh, the Sean Brady, like the only thing he said during the press conference is like the Eagles are six and oh. Uh, go birds, go go Brady. We're like, yeah, the Alessandro cheesesteaks. Yeah. We're like, everyone's like, yeah, cheesesteaks. <laughs> like, we're very easy people to uh, <laughs> to satisfy. But yeah, no. But um, this line is very interesting to me. Brady minus one forty. He's undefeated. He, uh, you know, he has not lost at the professional level. He has not lost, I believe, at the amateur level either. Uh, with a Four and no record there as well. So, Blau Muhammad, twenty-one and three. He's coming also, off of a bunch of victories in a row. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row after cooking Luke. But I guess we'll get into all of this. Um, uh, what were you gonna say? I'm sorry. He also has a win over Craig Jones in grappling. So yeah, which that? I don't know if anyone watched that. It was one of the most boring events I've ever seen in my life. Craig, Craig Jones just laid on his back looking for like an ankle. With, that he wasn't allowed to have, so it was like <laughs> he was like trying to sweep them and whatnot. I, I don't know. It was just it, it, it made no sense. But Luke has kind of been exposed recently. Would you say? Yeah. Right. We we've kind yeah. of talked about how his we durability think he's is wearing away. His gra- his grappling is not good, and that was a good win for uh, Bilal. But it looks a little different now. Uh, Stephen Thompson, Wonder Boy, you know. Uh, has absolutely no grappling defense whatsoever. And he just kind of got dominated. Damian Maya, uh, old man, 
I guess you could say that. I mean, great grappling, but no striking whatsoever. No wrestling. Yeah, no wrestling. True, that is that is actually a fact. And you look at the rest of the. I mean, Diego Lima. That's where you lose me. I'm not even going to go down the rest of the lineman. Good. Takashi Sato, uh, Curtis Millender. You know it, that. Curtis Millender outstruck him. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know Curtis Millender is now bagging groceries at your local uh, your Publix. local uh, Aldi. So. Uh, he actually just recently had a no contest with KB Bueller. Wow. <laughs> wow. At, That's pathetic. At Unified MMA 46. I wonder why it was a no contest. Do you think he won or lost? Uh, it was iPoke. So they had to like they oh, had to end it. Okay. Which I like. Uh, coming off of a loss to Jared Gooden. Uh he was oh, he was stopped in the second round via strikes at XMMA 4 Black Magic. But the black, I remember that card. The A is a four. <laughs> so, and What's four magic, and also a uh, a win in boxing against Johnny Mercurio, not to be confused with Mike. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no oh, one's gonna no. understand. No one's gonna understand that. But oh, as soon as you said that, <laughs> I knew it. I was like, "That's there's no way." So uh, oh, I'm fucking crying right now. No, no one. There's like probably five people who listen to this that will understand what's going on there. So let's go, Sean Brady, Bilal Muhammad. What are you? I'm going, Sean Brady. I don't know if I'm gonna lay the. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna lay this minus one fifty. I really want to. I don't know if inside the distance is the bet. Uh, also, which plus two seventy five is a juicy number. But what what do you think? Um. So <laughs> earlier I was talking about Oliver getting the eye surgery. Well, Sean Brady just got a, a procedure done on his nose after the um, Chiesa fight. Apparently, his broken nose, his nose, a bunch of times, and he needed to do something. That thing something looks crooked. Yeah, he's, he's got a broken beak, as uh, I saw somebody say. Um, I think he just got something done, so now it's uh, it's better. I guess apparently, I don't know what exactly. Supposedly, I heard he couldn't breathe out of one nostril, and they fixed that. That's not good. That doesn't yeah. seem good. No, I, I, I imagine that's miserable, and I don't know how you're going to keep your cardio up when you can only breathe out of out of one tube. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Um, so you know, I mean, he said he was literally swallowing pounds of blood in that Kiesa fight after the like the second round. Yeah, and still he looked good in that fight. I know in the third round he was taking some shots, but you know. He was getting yeah, chipped was a up very, a little bit too much by yeah, Mark Chiesa. But then, <laughs> but, but then but he was able to do something that like nobody can really do to Kiesa. And just like, especially at, at 170, and that's just get a hold of him and like control him and just rag him and just out-wrestle him. Like he's, Kiesa's a big dude, especially even at 170. Yeah. And he's so strong. He was, he, he, I think he was on room, room service diaries with Luke Campbell, Luke Campbell, Luke Thomas and Brian Campbell, and he said how Sean Brady's the strongest person he's ever went against in any kind of capacity of life. He said Sean Brady just has an insane like it, it's it's hard to describe how strong he is. And I believe it. I see. I mean, you see it. You know, no matter what's going on, he broke a nose and he's gassed. He's still going to grab you and get a hold. As soon as he gets a hold of you, you're done. Yeah. You know, he has a, he, his style. He's a unique. He's a unique person. He's a new, unique fighter and unique wrestler. Uh, and I think he's getting better. You know, I think he's still making improvements. I, I, Bilal's getting up there. He's 34, 35, and, you know, I can't – hold on. I'm getting a call. Oh, boy. Hello. Yeah. Norma Dumont. Uh, Welcome to the I, show, Norma. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome back. Um, no, 
I don't know what I don't know who that was. But um, also, I think Brady's a quick starter. I think he might dominate him if he gets him down. I think he might be able to get him down. I think Bilal might also be able to work his way up, but I think he's going to go back down. You know, um, I think the stand-up edge. I, I think you got to give it to Bilal. I think yeah. he's also you know he's the better point fighter. I think he's probably got the better cardio. We've seen Brady get tired multiple fu- multiple times. Uh, I mean, all those goddamn muscles and all that t- all those tattoos. You know, might have the best tattoos in the UFC. Also, I, I think without question. Also, I think surprisingly, he has a longer reach than Bilal. So um, it is interesting that Bilal did go to Abu Dhabi a month early and brought in Habib to prep for Sean Brady. I think that you know Bilal's a very smart fighter, He's, he, but so is Sean. You know, I, I just think Sean has the athletic advantage. I think he has the the the, the wrestling advantage, the grappling advantage. I think he's going to get to his spots and get to where he wants to wants this fight to go. I think he has the power advantage as well, which could play a factor yeah. if they try to keep this thing standing for long portions. I mean, yeah, he can definitely, you know, he can definitely hurt you for yeah. sure. Um, we saw that in the we'll Jake see Matthews striking, fight. Uh, for, yeah, you know, I mean, Jake know. Matthews, I, I, I know a lot of people don't rate him highly. I, I think he's pretty good. I like Jake Matthews. But well, I, I, we'll see if Sean yeah. Brady's taking any steps, too. I think maybe, maybe he's improved, you know. Uh, he's gotten better almost every fight, so... And Sean Brady hasn't – basically, it's been a year since he's fought. So that, that is a factor. Yeah. He had the foot injury that they basically almost had to cut his foot off, yeah, that, that uh, which was wild. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he got the nose thing done. So cardio, for the most part, shouldn't be an issue. I don't think Bilal's going to have the power to get him out of there, and I don't necessarily think he's going to have the grappling to submit him or hold him down like he kind of does other guys. So you kind of wonder – how can Bilal really win this fight? So maybe standing, like you said, point fighting, keeping it standing, and kind of moving on on his bike the whole time, going backwards and, you know, leg kicks and touching from the outside, maybe. But like you said, Brady also has the reach advantage. So I just wonder how he really gets this done for large portions of the uh, of the fight. I like Sean Brady here, and uh, I don't know if I, I – the money line is probably the safer, smarter bet – but we're here to have That's fun. That's what I got. Yeah, we're, you're gonna, are you putting that on the card? I'm going to go money line. Yeah, minus 130. Brady, minus 130 money line. I am really tempted, really tempted to go inside the distance here at plus two, 275, I'm saying. Uh, but I just don't know if he's going to be able to get him out of there. Bilal Muhammad is no joke. I'm gonna go with you. I think I'm just gonna say stay with money line. Brady so money line minus one thirty. It's a smart bet. I, I I reserve the right to uh, change that later on though. I will, but I will tweet it out to the world. I will let everyone know ahead of time that I've changed my bet. But right now, th- this is the smart bet. I probably I'm gonna let you all know personally. I probably will fire a little. I'll, I'll sprinkle a little. A little Benjamin. No, I'm not going to bet that much. But I'll sprinkle a little bit on um, Sean Brady. Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Simmons. Shout out to Ben Simmons. Uh, having a great opening to this season. So, <clears throat> how about... He's too excited. Yeah, man. Kayo Bohelo. This is one that we, we're going to differ on. Mahmoud Moradov, who is, uh, I believe, a uh, Palestinian, I, I correct, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think it's the flag of Palestine. No, he's from Tajikistan. Uh, yeah, I think you're <laughs> Tajikistan, baby. Tajikistan, yeah. yeah I, I, not to I, be confused with assholes Uzbekistan. Yes, and I am not an expert in flags. So <laughs> <laughs> let's close. Go. You're very yeah, close. Probably not close at all. So Muradov is a underdog, I believe. Yeah, plus 175, 160. 
Kayo Bojero is a minus 205, 210, 200. The steam is on, Kayo, who has some of the weirdest tattoos of all time. And we talk about Brady, who has the sickest tattoos. Uh, you you lead this off. I like Kayo, and I would like to, you to tell the people why you like the other side. Um, yeah, I think I think Murdoff has some. Um, he's going against some good wrestlers. I think that's going to be where he's at the disadvantage here. Obviously, you know Kayo is going to come out and look for the blast double. You know he shoots he shoots hard and he shoots pretty well. I mean aggressively too. The problem is. You get him in like you know second third round. He gets a little tired when he was uh, in that third against Armin Petrosian. He was shooting very ugly, and Petrosian is not. He was a, he was a complete mismatch. You know his uh, his ground game is pretty non-existent. He doesn't defend well. Murdoff has a pretty good defense uh, defending gr- takedowns. Um, we saw his last two fights before he fought GM three. He fought two um, two former Division one wrestlers. He fought Andrew Sanchez, who was an All American and an AI. NAIA school and uh, Trevor Smith, who went to Iowa State, defended takedowns against them. They're not the greatest fighters, sure, but then he got both of them out of there with you know just he, he swings a little wild, where Kyo might might you know he throws a lot of straight punches, but he doesn't he doesn't really have great striking. He kind of comes wild too. He, Kyo has his hands down a lot. Yeah, I love Murdov's striking. Um, you know, I think he keeps distance pretty well. He has these like jumping front kicks that he throws, very 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 effective. Uh, wild, but very nice and you know good uh, overhand right. Throws it a lot. That's where that's how he knocked out Trevor Smith. I mean, he you know he kind of did the same thing to Andrew Sanchez. The GM three fight, he was doing it to him. He was beating the shit out of GM three, and then the second round started. And he just you know GM three's GM three's a legend though in his own right. You know, like Kyle Bahio doesn't really go for submissions the way GM three does. GM three yeah. and GM three will get them. GM three gets it you know quick. Um. I just think Kyo's stand-up is disappointing, you know? Uh, he has the submission upside. He has the top control. He has the grappling advantage. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, Muradov's defense, defense against him. You know, I think he might be able to keep him off of me. He's probably going to go down eventually, and uh, that, that's probably how he loses a round or two or you know, whatever happens if that's the beginning of the end, if he gets submitted. But I just think, you know, Muradov throws a lot straight, and Kyo puts his hands down a lot, all the time. He doesn't, you know, he, he he'll swing and he has some power. He swings, he throws a lot of hooks, but when he throws one hook, his other hand's just down. So I, I don't think he's fought the guys that were able to take advantage of it, like Omar Gadziev, who has had to drop down after, you know, after that fight, he had to drop down to 170. Petrosian, who I think was a great stylistic matchup for Kyo. Jesse Murray, Aaron Jeffrey. Uh, I remember he grab, had a grappling match with jo- our boy Almeida, which yeah. is crazy. Um, so. I'm going Murdoff. I think he's got the better striking. I think he might be able to finish uh, Kayo if he hurts him. He's he's got to sur- he's got to survive the first the first round. I think after the first round, it's going to be the opposite of the GM three fight where GM three was the fresher fighter and GM three had the 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 you know he pushed on the gas tank and got Murdoff out here. I think Murdoff is going to do the opposite. I think second round starts or third round even he's going to push. He's going to be the one who's landing the shots. Kayo doesn't really like getting hit. You know, he's got some real gaps in his defense. Even even his grappling, I think, uh, he was able to get flipped by Petrosian. Um, reversed, I should say. Um, he gets reversed against Murdoch. Murdoch's going to land some great ground and pound. So give me um, Mahmoud Murdoch, plus 170 money line, plus 175. I thought his win against Omar Gadziev was, a, was enormous. Uh, Kayos, that is. 
And I have been a Kaio fan since the Contender Series. Both of those fights where he popped in, he lost, and then he smoked the fucking uh, Jesse Murray, not Jamal Murray, which I know a lot of you were reaching out to me and letting me know that that's not him. Okay, thank you. Uh, but I don't know if this fight's bettable for me. That's that's what uh, is a little bit questionable. Do you have you going to take Murdoch moneyline? Yep. You, I'm going to give it to you at plus one seventy five. I like so. it. Murdoch live too. I think could be a good bet. Like if if you're watching this and Kyle dominates him early, and you're like, oh man, this is easy. But then maybe you you know beginning of the second round or the end of the first, or you start seeing something where Kyle's you know get tired and he's shooting takedowns from like far out. I think uh, a live bet on Murdoch could be could be uh, massive. Uh, by decision is plus one sixty five. Inside of distance is plus one seventy five for Kayo. I don't know if I like either one of these. Um, but I'm not going to sit uh, two fights in a row. I don't. Uh, I don't know if I did. Uh, but I don't care. I'm going Kayo. Inside the distance plus one seventy five. And this might be my worst bet of the night. I'm going to let everyone know that ahead of time. One because, of us is going to win. So yeah, I, because I, I think he, uh, I think he wins this fight, but I just don't know how. And the last couple ones have been decisions. He's kind of good with just staying on top. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that this fight. And like you said, I think a lot of what you said could be true. But uh, I, he's won me some money. I'm going to ride the wave. I think he is a prime uh, candidate for a parlay piece. Which uh, I might put one together, a Kayo, Gamrot, you know, a couple of these other guys that I've said that I really like in the 200s range, which I always think is a good bet. So, next on the card, we got our boy. No time. I have no time. Volkan Uzdemir, who used to have a, another nickname, which I don't remember. But, what else? What, what was his other nickname? I'm going to have to look that up. But,. He's fighting Nikita Krylov. Yeah, you're already looking that up. I can hear the typing going away. Uh, he's fighting <laughs> Nikita Krylov. Krylov is the favorite here. Minus 185, 180 to a Volkan Uzdemir who's plus 150. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I think Krylov's coming off of a win against Alexander Gustafsson, which, okay. You know, like, all right. Uh, what I don't understand. Gustafsson has another fight, Correct. Yeah, uh, is it um, Ovin St. Peru? Yeah. What the fuck are we doing, man? You know, like <laughs> just walk away. That that's gonna be my lock of the set. I mean, that's a horrible fight, but all OSP has to do is sneeze, and, and Gustafson's gonna be taking a nap, dude. It's yeah, but uh, it, <laughs> also the other way, if Gustafson, you know, just just like lets out a deep gust of air, OSP might get wobbled. So it's like whoever breathes harder first. Well. The only Never. thing that could save OSP is that thick dumper that he has. So, uh, yeah. All right. Let's uh, keep it moving. How about – who do you like here? Um, I'm still working trying to find Volkan's old nickname. I just He I did have one, right? I guess – here's a tweet. Remembering the time when Volkan Ozdemir's nickname was Cousin. Hey, <laughs> was that his nickname before? I really hope not, dude. That There has to be a better nickname than that. And then he got arrested. Somebody said he's changing his nickname from No Time to Facing Time. So I... <laughs> <laughs> he got oh, arrested in at one time. Come on, man. Uh... <laughs> Twitter's a wild place. I like to kick that little gimp over a goalpost. 
Oh man, that was good. I think that got deleted though, right? It did. Yeah, it did. Unfortunately, yeah, he did um, all that shit. <laughs> yeah, I think this could be a gross fight. Honestly, I think like we said earlier, there's there was no heavyweight fights. There's only one light heavyweight fight, and that's where things kind of get disgusting sometimes. Uh, Volkan lately hasn't been looking great. Nikita Krilov, I love Nikita Krilov. I think he's awesome. He just he he plays around too much. He fucks around too much. The Paul Craig fight, I mean, you know, obviously that's that's kind of like a, a rite of passage. If you fight Paul Craig, you gotta just let him fucking beat you after you beat the shit out of him. I guess I don't know. The Glover fight was close, very very close, closer than people like to admit. But um, you know, Krilov going back to you know the regional scene, he fought this guy who I think is not great. He was 0-0 at the time. Krilov was 12-0, and he got arm triangled by him. And then they fought again, and he got arm triangled by him again. So like. You know, that just shows you, like, he's not, you know, he he, he, he just, he puts himself in rough situations. OSP, Von Flutum, Misha um, Serkinov guillotined him. Jan Blahovich arm-triangled him, like. But he also did steal a round off of Magomed Ankalaev. He won that first round, I thought, pretty easily. Um, I think Krilov's the better grappler. I think he's bigger, more skilled, stronger. Um, both of their fight IQs are shaky. I, I, I guess I could see... Uh, yeah, at best. I guess I could see Volkan winning like a, a slow decision. You know, if you see like if they both just stand there and, you know, kind of low volume, inactive, maybe a little grappling. I think I, I could see Volkan winning that. I just think he's kind of cooked, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I, I want to go. I, I You know, Krilov was competitive against Glover and Ankalaev. I think that's more you can say than Volkan's been able to do lately at all. You know, I know he did beat Paul Craig. He, he, so on Tapology, <laughs> where it says top, tapology.com slash fight, slash, fight center slash fighters, all that, it says Volkan Ozdemir cousin. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All I right. guess that used to be his nickname. That's terrible. Let's that go, was cousin. really bad. I'm glad. I remember I'm, when he changed his name and was just standing there with his hand on his wrist. No time. Everyone's like, what the fuck are what you doing? Fuck is he doing? I have no time. That's what he kept yelling. I was like, okay, wow. I have no time for my cousin. I have no time for No her. time. Um, remember he got slept by Yuri. Uh, also, that the Rockets fight was pretty close. Uh, the Dominic Rice fight was close. He, he let a lot of people down in that DC fight. I remember that was an upset spot. People thought he would be able to. Because yeah, that's not- when he was really, you know, he, he beat OSP. He had beat the fuck out of Misha Serkinov. He had beat the fuck out of Jimmy Manawa. And I was like, "Oh man, he, he might this- Jimmy Manoa. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was like twenty seconds. Uh, that was on the end. That was right. That was before the Cormier Jones rematch. Yep. And people were like, "Yo, he's gonna." And then all that shit happened. We're like, "Yo, he can- he's gonna beat DC." He did not. He did not beat DC. He got fucking brutalized on the ground. But um, yeah, I just think he's done. I think our cousin's gonna go down here. Uh, Swiss cheese is gonna go down. I-, I got Nikita Krilov. I'm not sure how. Honestly, it's it's just a hard fight to predict. So, uh, typology down for maintenance. Wow, that's not good. Bad time for that, that to happen. Yeah, that's not that's not great. I guess I'm stuck on Volkan Ozemir cousin. Um, so yeah, give me Krolov. I don't have a bet on this though. I don't think you're not not gonna put it on the card. I do not. I'm gonna stay away. All right, that's a smart move. Uh, I am not gonna stay away. I am going to take Ozemir money line plus one fifty because I don't trust uh, Krolov. And like you said, Krolov likes to fuck around a little bit too much. I don't think Ozdemir is that good, and I really don't like this bet. This is along with the uh, Kayo bet where I don't really like it that much, but. Yeah, you know, we're, we're having fun. We're having fun. I'm up a couple of units. Let's lose them all here on a nice Saturday. Here's the play of the night right here. Abubakar. <laughs> Nurmagomedov. 
Uh, cousin? Who knows, right? Uh, uh, you know. <laughs> brother-in-law? Who knows, right? Okay. That never met him? Who knows? Who knows, right? Okay. Uh, Godzi, Omar Godziev is getting in there. 13-1 and one coming off of his loss to Kayo Borjero. Original name. Yeah, it's this is a wild Russian battle right here. The odds this will tell you. This has the longest name matchup ever, right? Or at yeah. Least, it's got to be up there. We're not big uh, Nurmagomedov guys, or uh, unless their name is Usman. That's yeah. that's that guy. We, we, we ride for him here on this podcast. But listen, when you get uh, triangle choked by David Zawada, you, you, questions start to get asked. That's all I'm saying, okay? <laughs> And when you take a draw, when he was trying to set it up for yeah. like two minutes, and the announcers were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got to watch. Oh, never mind. He's not close. Oh, and there it is." So yeah, he's not exactly. Although these some of these guys have these names, not exactly built. Listen, I don't think uh, Omar Gadziev is that good, though. Let me say that. Uh, but he's not that bad. I think he tried to quit in that Kayo fight, right? I think he got like hit in the nuts or something like that, where he yeah, tried to it, act it like he was early. dead. And then they like it, were like, "Yeah, the fight's over." Like it was an accident. He's like, "Wait, wait, no, I'm fine." They're like, no, dude, you tried he, to. He, he he saw. Listen, I get it. He tried to Aljamain Sterling his way to a victory. Listen, not everybody's a great actor like Aljo. Yeah. Right? yeah so I mean, he's got to, he, all he has to do is work on his acting skills a little bit. So I'm gonna go Omar Godziev plus one forty. Uh, and lock that in. And that's just an uh, anti-Nermagomedov uh, bet. Wow. All right. Well, I I think I'm going to go – I don't think. I just got to look at the odds. I got Omar Godziev money line plus 145. I also like his submission at plus 600. I think uh, if you're looking for a long shot prop, that might be the one to parlay. Uh, yeah, I think the – Abubakar is, I think he's fundamentally sound. He's got that that, res, that Russian wrestling, Russian game to him. We saw in the Jared Gooden fight. Saw it multiple times in the PFL and the World Series of fighting. He fought John Howard. He just kind of, you know, easy win. Um, the problem is he's he's been uh, submitted in both his, uh, multiple times, I should say. Uh, in two of his three losses, and the other one, he fought Musta- Magomed Mustafayev, who was a very good fighter. There's a Dr. Stoppage back in 2014. Shout out, dude. The Sochi Star Cup 2014. You had to be there. I didn't um, see that one. No. I was I, watching I Mr. Only, Cage 6 that night. I, <laughs> I had only all DVR. I had to make room for the, uh, the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl, so everything got deleted. Um, but we saw this guy in PFL, man, and he just, you know, he's a stunt puller. He, he, you know, he had a draw with Bojan Velikovic. Never heard of her. Not sure what we you know. The Serbian Steel, twenty-one, twelve, and two. Uh, Serbian fighters aren't very great. Uh, we saw him fight that dude uh, Pavel Kush. Never even heard of him. Um, he's lost three in a row to Ray Cooper, your boy Magomed Karamov, and Gogoladze, that dude who's on the Contender Series that got slammed. Uh, so that, that that Kush dude, he put him in a rear naked choke. Uh, and Abubakar tapped quick. So, and the Zawada, when Zawada, when he got that triangle, it, it didn't take long for Abubakar to tap, man. I, I just think he's, I don't know. Willing to I quit? just think he, yeah, he, he's willing to quit. I think he has the athletic, or I should say, uh, I think Godzi has the athletic advantage here. Oh, I don't know if you remember his contender series fight, but he, had, he was ground and pounding this Yanzi Silva fella, and he had a great, he had a great uh, position. And he, this motherfucker said, you know, I'm going to roll back into a knee bar. 
and he got it. Kind of crazy. Uh, kind of stupid, too. So I think this could be a, a, a an odd fight. The Kyo fight was tough, but, you know, him dropping down after that, I think is going to help him a lot. Give me his money line. I, I'm going to take a little bit of a sub, too, though. Uh, are you going to bet the sub? Yep. You, oh, wait, hold on. Okay, so you like Omar Godziev sub? Is that what's going on here? Yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, well, he, he, hey, it's all one unit plays, so we we got we have to know where you stand here. Are you going to play both of them? <laughs> Strong arm, I mean, Jesus. Oh, yeah, uh, the gun, I have a gun out right now. You can't say it. But... <laughs> yeah, I, uh, give me both. You should see the way Fuck I'm it. trying to spell this fucking name, dude. It's, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not even looking. It's just, no, it's just Omar and then God, G-A-D, and then Z-E-V, Z-H-I-E-V. So we have the money line at plus 145. And where are you getting the sub? Plus 600. Woo! If his first name is also in his last name, he's going to win. He's a problem. That's where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I'm going. All right. Capone, uh, Capone Caponovich. Capone Caponovich. McSween, McSweeney, McSweenovich. All right. So, uh, <laughs> McSweeneyev. McSweeneyev, dude. McSweena. I know you don't want to be a Russian, but. All right. Yeah. No. Uh, Armin Petrosian, AJ Dobson. This is a little bit of a trash can. Uh, what we have here AJ Dobson is plus 175. Petrosian minus 220, 210. I'm not betting this fight right away. I just want to let everyone know that. Yeah, you you, you um, the same thing. I don't have much thought. Time. I think Petrosian wins. I just don't know how. So I, I'm I not... think I'm going to parlay uh, Armand. Uh, he might yeah, be he's, he's right. Big. He has a five inch reach disadvantage, but he is two inches taller. I think he's bigger, stronger. Kicks will be um, a factor. He loves to throw those kicks. Loves throwing those kicks. I think he's going to be better better here everywhere, especially at kickboxing range. I just have question marks on on AJ Dobson's all around game. You know, he's not young. He's thirty, so like he's technically in his prime. But that Malcoon fight wasn't great. Uh, the contender series fight, I didn't think was a good, really, you know, that dude wasn't Hashim Arkaga, ah, ha, 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 I don't know. That dude wasn't good. He was just a late throw in. So, uh, you know, I thought I did take Dobson against Malcoon. I thought, you know, he's going to melt him early after Malcoon got melted early before that, but it didn't happen. Um, I think, he, you know, Dobson might be able to get some takedowns. Petrosian gives them up. Um, but. It's it, Dobson fades. It, it's really the early finish is what he's going to need to do because Armin is Armin Trosian is a slow starter. Uh, we've seen that. <clears throat> we saw that in the Kyle fight. Uh, we saw it a little bit in the in the Contender Series fight. Uh, not so much in the RoboCop fight. So I think you know maybe he didn't win that RoboCop fight. I think uh, you know a lot of people had had uh, Mr. Rodriguez winning that. But I remember at the end of that fight. Petrosian hit him with a head kick when he was uh, yep. when he shot for a takedown, and that cut him right away on the cheek, right or right under the eye. Um, that, that and that was pretty telling, man. He ate. He also ate big shots from Robocop. I know he got knocked out. I don't know if you have uh, go back and watch the regional scene fight before the Contender Series fight. He fought a fellow named Hassan Yusefi, and he got. It was just in the middle of an exchange. He got caught with a huge right and went to, went out. Uh, but he ate some shots from Robocop in the first, ate more in the second, and then ate more in the third. So. You know, I think he's kind of tough. I don't know if AJ Dobson's really that tough. I'm going to go Armin Petrosian. I think he's a parlay piece. I don't have any straight bet, though. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think he's a parlay piece. I can piece. see him like round three, maybe. I might cook up a little parlay here in a little bit, but... I like it. Uh, oh, what's next? We have... Oh, yeah, your favorite fighter in uh, mixed martial arts right now, Muhammad <laughs> Mukayev, is getting in there against Malcolm X. 
Oh, I'm sorry. This is not Flash Gordon, who's ja- That's Jared, Jared Flash Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, we got Malcolm, Malcolm X. X Gordon. <laughs> not to be confused with Malcolm X. Not to be confused with, yes, uh, Malcolm X, who's very, <laughs> very different profession than what uh, Malcolm X Gordon does. So, coming off of a huge verbal submission win <laughs> over Dennis Bodnar, or Bondar, and uh, another big win against him. the sniper, Francisco Figueredo. <laughs> But a loss to Sumajari, uh, Sumajiri, I'm sorry, and uh, Amir Al-Bazi. So this line is nuts. It is minus 1,200, 1,500 on some websites. Uh, do you have anything to play here? I, I, I mean, uh, Mukai is probably going to win this fight. I just, how quickly? I, I'm going to look to see if we can get maybe a, a bet in here somewhere, but I don't see it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I kind of like Makayev to win by like knockout because I think you know Jared Gordon's chin or uh, Malcolm Gordon's chin is just fried. You know it is. He doesn't really have one. It's not even there. And his wins are like fluky. Like again, Sumajiri knocked him out in like a minute. Uh, Amir Albazi smoked him. Those are pretty good. Amir Albazi is really good. But on the regional scene, this guy named Dimitri Wardenberg slept him. Uh, this guy named Randy Turner, not to be confused with Randy Johnson, slept him. Uh, he fought this guy named Austin Ryan, not to be confused with Bobby Ryan. Slept him. Like, he's been mul- <laughs> knocked out multiple times. He's been hurt multiple times. Uh, you know, I think that Figueredo win was a huge, huge fluke. Figueredo had had him in a great, great spot and just fucking, I don't know, I, you know. I don't know. Just blew it. Completely choked. And then the Bondar fight, uh, you know, he got he slanted. The guy got hurt. One minute in, fucked his arm up. I don't think that's really, you know, he has two wins and they both have asterisks next to him. Um, give me Mokayev. I'm not going to bet anything because I think he might be just might be able to get a sub. He's pretty much going to do what he wants. Um, yeah, he went 12-26 on takedowns against that uh, LFA guy, Charles Johnson. I think he's probably going to do, you know, not that because I don't think he's going to get the volume. I think he's going to get Gordon out of there quick. I just don't know how. Yeah, that, that's where I'm at. I'm just going to stay away from this. Uh, I, I see this as a loss somehow. Uh, I think it's probably... You know what? Uh, I really want to bet submission. I think plus 110 I've seen. Uh, I got to look here and see Malcolm Gordon. Some of this losses. Yeah, like you said, got knocked out. He did get triangle choke. Slumped. T- TKO, punches, punches. A lot of uh, a lot of punches. Um <laughs> Bunches got a couple bunches. arm bar wins. Um, yeah, yeah, you, you know what? Listen, inside the distance is minus 225. It's a little too much juice. But a win is a win. So I might throw this inside the distance. I might throw a, a little bit of juice on here. But to lose that would be really brutal, to lose two units like that in the very beginning. Ah, um, I'm just going to sack up and take uh, Mikhaev TKO. Plus two twenty five, I believe I saw. Is that is that the right number? Am I crazy in saying that? TKO plus two forty. Bam. Mukayev, I am having a big problem today. Saying no. TKO plus two forty five. So, last fight for us. First fight of the night for everybody. This is usually a tie special. I don't know if he has a pick. Lena Landsberg, his favorite fighter, is getting in there against Carol Hossa. 
She is a minus 330 favorite against Lena Landsberg, who is plus 260, 270. Uh, what do you like here? I like Carolosa. I think Landsberg's like, what, 40? Yeah. Something like that. Um, you know, she does have one good thing going for her. She does have uh, some good elbows. You know, that's definitely a thing. But in her last fight, uh, you know, getting this fight, getting, <laughs> getting outstruck, getting outstruck by Panny Kianzad, that's a, that's a really bad look. Um, he, she, hey, she did beat Macy Chasson, which I guess is hard to do nowadays somehow. Um, she, you know, she doesn't really have any bad losses, though. I guess I'll give her that. She did fight Panny Kianzad in her first pro fight, so... You know, losing to her, Cyborg, Aspen Ladd, Yana Kunitskaya, Sarah McMahon. It's not really any bums, honestly, you know. Uh, has a couple decent wins, but she's just old. She's I think Kyra Rose is better everywhere. She gives you more pressure, hits harder, much, much younger. I think she's like 27. Um, pretty well-rounded, I think Ho says. She's got 100-plus significant strikes in multiple fights, um, and she couldn't do it against Jocelyn Edwards, but she took her down four times. Four L six times, so she 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 can do multiple things. You know, she just has a very very good all around game. Uh, two takedowns in the third round against Sarah McMahon, Olympic wrestler. I know she lost that fight, but still she still showed a little bit. And that's really her only loss in the, in the most recent memory. Other than that, on the regional scene, she lost to Mil- Melissa Gatto and Larissa Pacheco, and whoever Giselle Mejia Marrera is. Those are those are good regional scene losses. Like if you have good regional scene losses, I can't really hold that against you. You know, so yeah. Give me Carol Hosa. I don't, you know, I don't really know. If she has like much finishing upside. Last time she got a finish was against Giselle Moreira. She redeemed herself. Shout out to her for that. She said, oh, "I'm going to knock you the fuck out." She did a future FC four. So other than that, you know, I, I don't know. Lane Landsberg probably can just melt at some point, but I'm not going to bet this. Yeah, I'm not going to bet this either. I, I would probably bet probably Hosa piece, though. inside the distance. That's probably the the bet. Plus two fifty, but I'm not doing that. Uh, I've already taken too much risk, <laughs> and I'm not risking yeah. a Carol Hosa Lena Landsberg situation. So uh, then, like you said, I kind of looked at the records and and I looked at the uh, not the strength of schedule, but the fact that she hasn't finished anyone since that fight. It's a little alarming. Lots of the, with decision wins, but that ain't gonna make me money. So there you go. That is UFC 280, ladies and gentlemen. I am so excited. I am spent, though, after all this. Uh, this is a long podcast. It's about going to be an hour and 20 for everyone out there to enjoy and listen to our picks. I uh, hope you all enjoy the, the, the card. Uh, we will be back next week. We will break this down. Then we will have another card next week, and we will. the show goes on. We will keep rolling. I mean, no I, John Lineker coverage, dude? What's your problem? Uh, I, we got some one tonight. Could care less. Uh, he got strapped. One on Amazon Prime Video 3. That's what go. they call the event. That's, I, How yeah. amazing! One sixty, yeah. Uh, hey, yo, you're gonna watch one on Prime Video three tonight? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Like uh, Jesus Christ! It's can't wait for KSW. That's that's what I'm really looking forward to. The Poods is getting back in there. We got to get the Poods in there real quick. Sure. Piotr Jan inside the distance. Mahmud, Mahmud, Muradov inside the distance. Manafiro three round decision. Omar Gaziev submission fifty to win seven thousand. Lock it in. There you go. The first down payment of a Tesla parlay. First of many. And then you got to keep betting each week and hope you can pay the bills. So <laughs> thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next week. We love you. We appreciate you. Go birds. Go fills. How many champions are there right now? What do you mean? How many champions are there? There's only one. There's only one. And his name is Charles Oliveira. Du Bronx.